0: Let's talk HR. Let's let's talk HR. Let's talk HR. UKG's podcast about HR and the future of work. New HR. Zukunft der Arbeit. Le futur de
1: RH. El futuro del trabajo. Future of work.
0: Mitarbeiterfahrung.
1: L'expérience employé. Employee experience. Digital. L'avenir du travail. Digital. El futuro de los recursos humanos. Let's talk HR. Let's Talk HR. Welcome to Let's Talk HR. Let's Talk HR is your newly podcast that focuses on HR, the future of work, and issues that affect your teams and employees. Join us and our special guest to deep dive into the state of HR now and beyond as we discuss mega trends impacting work and the employee experience. This podcast is hosted by UKG. At UKG, our purpose is people. Built from a merger that created one of the largest cloud companies in the world, Ultimate Kronos Group is a global provider of HTM, workforce management, and HR services delivery solutions that help tens of thousands of organizations around the world in every industry to drive better business outcomes, improve HR effectiveness, and help make work a better experience for everyone. To learn more, visit UKG.com.
0: Let's talk HR.
1: Let's talk HR. Hi, everyone. My name is Rémi Malenfant, and I'm the director of HR Innovation and Customer Experience at UKG. Today, I have the chance to talk with Tom Hack. Welcome, Tom. Hello. Nice to meet you. Happy to have you on on the show today, Tom. Uh, So, Tom, you're the director of the HR Trend Institute. The HR Trend Institute follows, detects, and encourages trends. Um, in the people and organization domain and in related areas. Where possible, the Institute is also a trendsetter. Tom, you are also the chief curator of the Museum of HR. And since the beginning of 2020, you also are a distinguished visiting professor at the uh, Tecnológico de Monterrey, one of the leading business schools in Mexico. And Tom, you're considered to be one of the leading global HR thought leaders. So we are very happy to to have you on the show. Can you maybe uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Tom?
0: Yeah, so I'm uh, uh, an HR professional in the end. So I've worked uh, my whole life in HR, uh, also in executive positions for for multinational companies. But uh, as you said, in 2014, I founded the HR Trend Institute. And, uh, well, I like to 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 be at the front of innovation, trends. Uh, I try to get, yeah, a, a good feeling for them, and I try to share what I learn uh, with my uh, my audience. So that's the HR Trend Institute. And then last year I thought maybe it's good also to do some work at the other end of the spectrum. So that's when I founded the Museum of HR, where I collect, you could say, practices and, and those type of things that are obsolete, but still interesting to have a look at.
1: I love this idea of a museum of HR. I think maybe today we are going to focus more on the on the future, but sometimes it's, it's good also to have a look at the past. Um, before we, 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 we start, um, I have a, maybe a funny question for you. Maybe that will be the most difficult question for, for, for you today. Uh, what would you say is your best memory of 20, 2020 and why?
0: Yeah, so, so uh, uh, I, I can... And so that's very uh, short. I, I like to travel. so And I was still able to travel a couple of times in 20, 2020. One time was a great trip to uh, to uh, Milan to watch uh, Inter Milan. We, we always go to that match. My <laughs> son and I love that. So that was probably the best memory. That those days that I could still travel uh, to Italy and to Spain this year.
1: Good times indeed. <laughs> all right thanks thanks for sharing Tom. So maybe we can start so the the idea of this podcast is to talk about different uh, mega trends that we are seeing in in HR and how those are impacting the the, the world of HR professional uh, all around the world. I know it 's one of your your, your key um, areas of interest, Tom, so we are very happy to have your your insights today. We do this exercise as well uh, at UKG every year. We try to identify the, the the big trends that are impacting the world of HR. And we have three different trend, trends that we have identified for 2021. And we wanted to get your, um, your, your, your feedback about that. Um, so the first one, uh, we, we call it people before profit. What we have seen here is that in recent months, uh, we've seen a lot of people questioning the meaning of work. Uh, not only, you know, their, the, the meaning of their own job, but also the meaning of their, uh, their, the organization they are working for. And the, the big question behind that is corporate social responsibility. Uh, It's not completely new. It's been on the HR roadmap for quite a long time, but um, we think that now it's going to be even more important for organizations all around the world and in in Europe, especially to to, to take more time to, to really have a good strategy. Uh, We think that just like customers, employees now expect their organization to respect uh, the principle of sustainable development. Uh, What do you think about that, Tom? Do you see this trend happening as well in the discussion that you have with uh, your customers, with the organization and HR leaders you're working with?
0: Absolutely. And I think it goes beyond CSR. In a sense, I think, yes, people, of course, expect their organizations to act in, in a responsible way, but they I think they expect more. Eh? They expect organizations to, yeah, have an important role in society and make sure and help uh, to make uh, those are big words, but to make the world a better place. And sometimes it's defined a little bit too narrowly. I think organizations have a responsibility and we have seen many things last year. You could talk about Black Lives Matter. You could talk about uh, all the things in in, in the environment. Uh, You could think, uh, so there are many things where organizations cannot sit on the side. They have a responsibility and they should do things and show that they take that responsibility. And still many organizations don't do that. So the trend is there, but we have a long way to go.
1: And we, one of the, the trends we, we've seen last year was about the, uh, the trust issue. Uh, so that was based on a, a survey from uh, the Elderman Barometer, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, where uh, we realized that people now really trust their employers and they don't really trust government or, or, or the media. Do you think this also uh, gives a bigger opportunity to organizations to, to take a stand on political, social issues? Yeah, opportunity and responsibility
0: hmm. eh? so so indeed uh, the Edelman research shows that that if you ask people uh, do you trust your government to do the right thing right thing they say mm, uh, do you think the media to do the right thing mm, do you uh, 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 do you think your your employer will do the right thing they are more positive so that's good news but eh, uh, that comes with a responsibility and an opportunity.
1: Sure. And also, me. I know you are um, having a look at all the, the, the trends impacting organization in HR, and I've seen that you, you talk a lot about ethical leadership. Uh, you think that yeah. it's becoming more and more important, uh, especially in 2021. Can you tell us a little bit more uh, about that and why it's crucial now?
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and I talk about ethical leadership for the whole organization, but then also specifically for the people who are active in HR. And, uh, uh, well, I'm sure you, you also have read, you could say, uh, terrible stories about organizations, eh? about uh, sexual harassment, uh, about bullying. Uh, there are uh, other examples. And then the question is, where is HR in those organizations? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, there are bad situations, but also when it comes to diversity, eh? still diversity is a big issue. If you look at the representation of uh, different groups and organisations, if you look at gender uh, diversity, uh, there are big issues. If you look at, uh, uh, for example, pay differences, uh, in the Netherlands, for example, pay differences between men and women, there are still, eh, women still get paid less on average uh, uh, in their positions than men in comparable positions. So when you talk about ethical leadership hr there should be at, they should say well this is unacceptable we should do things mm-hmm. uh, and and not yeah stay on the backbench so the ethical leadership not only for hr but also for organizations is to say
1: we have a point of view and we are taking the consequences and is it only the, the role of hr or is it a, a broader topic for the whole company It's a broader topic for the whole company, but you could say
0: someone should act a little bit as the guardian of the values. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a good role for HR to take.
1: All right thank you tom uh, let 's move on maybe to uh, another big trend that that we we, we see uh, this year um, again maybe it 's not completely new, but um, with the, the 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 global pandemic we 've been through maybe it 's becoming more and more of a of a hot topic i 'm um, talking about work life balance um, uh, with all the older, you know many people working from home in two thousand and twenty uh, for for many of us, it has been very difficult to separate work from from home um we've been talking a lot about the zoom fatigue uh and the fact that uh, the, the 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 lines between work and your personal life are, are are blurring also difficult for essential workers who have to 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 go into into the into the office and who have to go to to work um it seems that there is absolutely no work life balance at all uh that's why we prefer to talk about life work synergy and how the two uh, are mixing together your personal life and your your, your life at work um It has been really a big topic this year. How do you think, uh, Tom, uh, companies are going to integrate this question of synergy between personal life and and work life into their employee experience strategy?
0: Yeah, I would would like to make two uh, remarks. One, there is always a danger with this subject that we are a little bit focusing too much on only the knowledge workers. Uh, and the people who can work from home, and the people who have the ability to work from home. We must realize that many people who have work, yeah, they have, don't have that choice. Uh, if you are a nurse in a hospital, if you're a truck driver, uh, if you're cleaning the streets, all those type of jobs, and there are many, many people in those type of jobs, also in retail, uh, people who uh, are serving in the shop, they they don't have that luxury, so we should not forget that. That's a my first remark here secondly I think this whole subject has a lot to do with, with uh, 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 my favorite one of my favorite subjects that's personalization so I think the way organizations can deal with this is not to make general rules but really to take the the personal uh, work the personal preferences, the personal uh, uh, capabilities and the personal home situation of people into account. And for many people, uh, work-life synergy or how you call it, means something different. Mm -hmm. So you cannot come with general rules. You should be willing to look at the individual situation and then tailor your solution to that situation. And that for many companies is still difficult.
1: I think it's very interesting this question of personalization also because, uh, you know, for many organizations this year when uh, when they had people working from home, I think that was one of the, the the first time where we spent so much time learning so much about people, yeah, because we were in in you know, somehow in in, the, in their homes. Uh, but I also like what you what you said that we we should not focus only on on those people. We should also not forget that essential workers were actually essential. <laughs> so, uh, what um, uh, recommendation do you have uh, for for a company who really would like to have a more personalized way to support employees?
0: Well, I think one simple thing is to ask people how can we support you in the best possible way. So that's super simple. Secondly, I think is to create solutions that fit with the different dimensions. One example is for for example, and we talked about the type of work. Of course, as some work you have to be have to do on location, but there is also other work where it's beneficial if people meet each other. Example, people who work in creative professions, people who work in research and development. I've heard CEOs of technology companies make a plea for their research departments to be allowed to go to work. Because research, it's very difficult to develop new things behind your desk at home when you're not in constant interaction with your colleagues. When you cannot sit there and, and procrastinate a little bit and then say, oh, I have a brilliant idea. yeah, Then you have to be able to walk to your colleague and say, hey, yeah, what are you saying? Da, 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 da. So look at those type of things. Then, of course, also look at the individual situation. So people who were who live small, who have small children at home, whose partner work, you should be able to offer those uh, uh, people work or maybe other work locations, allow them to work in a hotel, create small hubs. So I think there are many opportunities, but it starts always analyzing the situation. what are the needs of the individual? Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. employees, but of course also the needs of the organization. We need innovation, well, then we should make sure that our teams are able to be innovative.
1: Yeah I mean it's it's just brilliant you are right if you you want to improve the, the the experience of employees just start by asking them what, what they what they really need <laughs> it makes it makes total sense um, yeah but many many don't do that <laughs> that's true yeah, it's it's, uh, it's uh, easy to say maybe hard to hard to do um the question then after that is if you have different experiences for different type of populations uh, how do you manage the maybe the inequality that you you can create between different uh, type of people yeah
0: and that's and that's a typical, generally an HR dilemma. HR wants everything fair and structured and in the handbook. I think we should let that go. Uh, uh, and also, people are quite uh, sensible. Uh, they don't expect that. The, if you are able to get closer to their wishes and needs and capabilities, it becomes less of an issue because then people see well. Of course, there are differences, but they are not. They are based on 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 uh, actual things and they are based on things that are transparent and fair and not based on uh, who who yeah who is the friend of the boss eh? so <laughs> so if you are fair and of course are are willing to explain why you create certain inequality then it will be no difference eh? someone who has like me who has a fantastic home office well, I won't complain if I'm not offered a working location in a hotel. I stay at home, but of course, my colleague who has this very small apartment uh, mm. with, 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 with a baby, well, please, please help
1: him with a good uh, work location. There's another topic that is uh, I think very very interesting when we talk about the life work synergy. Um, it's also the question of bringing your true self at at work and bringing you know skills or competencies that that you have. Uh, that you don't really maybe need for for your own job, but that you can also bring to to the table for organization. Do you see this as uh, as um, also a new trend for 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 HR?
0: Well, I think two two things here. One, there is a long term trend that goes, you could say, from jobs to roles and skills,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that helps in this respect. Eh? Because if we take too much the the defined classical jobs as the starting point, you are less able to use the full potential of people. But if you work more with roles and you look at the different skill sets that people have and how you can use those different skill sets, you are a lot better to use the potential of people and to make a good fit between available skills and required skills in the organization. So I think... Uh, That is going on, but it requires a change in HR practices. eh? And, And there, well, you sometimes feel attention because many HR practices are still too much based on the job and the hierarchical structure while we know that many organizations already have gone beyond that. Uh, they work with self-managed teams, they require more flexibility, they are not hiring people for specific jobs. Uh, so, so I think that movement is there and, uh, and it's going in the, ra- in, the, in the right direction, but maybe not, uh, not uh, uh, fast enough.
1: What you just said is very interesting because uh, it it's really uh, linked to the, the, the third big trend that, that we are seeing, which is about the rebirth of HR or the fact that the, the role of hr has changed a lot in 2020 Uh, you know the the economist um the newspaper they they said that uh, thanks to the the pandemic now the chro is uh, almost as important as the cfo Um, and we we are seeing a lot of people in in hr in the hr function uh, asking themselves okay what is our new role what what should we do uh, differently um, and, and I know that is a, a, a very um, important topic for for you. Mm-hmm. you. You said that 2020 actually was the the death of the HR business partner. I, I, I think it' be very interesting for our audience to know more about this.
0: That for years and maybe for decades eh, HR has, has, has been on a on a, on a travel. And that travel is partly from yeah, we were the poor people who de- had to do all this administrative work. We need to be more strategically involved. Mm -hmm. I say it a little bit black and white. So they move to, okay, we need to be strategic. And that business partner element is part of that. We are not administration. We are important business partners. I'm not saying that's not an important movement, but uh, let's not call it administration, but operation. HR operations are the core and the backbone and in my view, the most important part of HR. So we should not forget that. The other part is the employee focus. Do we really, are we the advocates of our people? Do we really know what our people want? Are we? And, and also that element is sometimes forgotten. So yes, business partners, close to management, always in meetings far away from the employees, and not really focused on operations. So, And we have seen in large organizations that, that, that they have created many business partner roles, but if you look at the content, what those people are doing, then often 70-80% of that work is still highly operational. Yeah. and that doesn't belong in those roles so you if you have less if of course it, it requires good HR operation which is uh, the, uh, the backbone of that is, is good HR automation uh, uh, good HR processes that run smoothly so I think that's why I say well maybe uh, this is time to say goodbye HR business partner we need a few but not as many and we need to focus on smooth good mm-hmm. high-level operations yeah. and employee focus.
1: Yeah, totally agree with you. And by the way, it's like the foundation. If you don't have good HR operations, maybe you cannot really go to, to the next step. Thank you very much, Tom, for for sharing all those insights uh, with us uh, today. That was very interesting. I know that you spend a lot of time also uh, trying to identify those uh, best practices for for HR, all the trends that, that we are seeing. So I really encourage people to have a look at your, at your website, at the um, uh, HR Trends Institute website. Uh, but also, so maybe how can people uh, reach out to you if they want to continue the discussion with you, Tom?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm quite easy reachable via LinkedIn. <laughs> so link to me on
1: LinkedIn, send
0: me a message. That's the easiest way, probably.
1: Perfect. And finally, uh, because we're, we're recording this at the beginning of 2021, uh, can you tell us what are your uh, New Year resolution for 2021?
0: <laughs> well have more fun than in 2020 I think
1: uh, that's my most important resolution and travel a little bit more yeah that's a good one yeah I agree I will take also the, your your resolutions I think and more you. football <laughs> <laughs> Nice. alright thank you again Tom uh, really appreciate your, your insight today and thank you all for listening to Let's Talk HR the, the podcast that helps HR to keep up uh, this changing world of work and you can find all other episodes on different uh, podcast platform. Thank you.
0: Let's talk HR. Let's talk, Let's talk HR. Let's talk HR.